0: hi it's chris luna dating coach for craft charisma welcome to the craft charisma podcast our free audio coaching program where we assemble and interview some of the best experts in the world to help you become the man that you've always wanted to be my guest today is dave perotta dave is a dating coach and entrepreneur based in new england according to his blog postgrad casanova he didn't hug a girl until he was in the 10th grade and the first girl he ever kissed said he was one hell of a bad kisser Although Dave wasn't a natural with women, things have clearly improved. More recently, he's been featured on Simple Pickups Project Go, approaching doing live pickups of some very attractive women. Dave, I was checking out some of your videos, and I noticed that they're pretty good. One of the things that I think is what strength of yours is that you you have this ability to keep the conversation going, like really for kind of ever and without really getting into like anything too serious it's like very natural and organic do you have a strategy for this
1: cool yeah i appreciate checking out the videos and uh i actually do have a strategy for it so a lot of guys come into conversations with girls and they think that like oh i'm gonna run out of things to say she says this i need to be able to say this or this or this but in the back of their minds, a lot of times they do have stuff that they want to say but maybe they're afraid to say they're afraid the girl is going to Kind of uh, just you know be insulted or think that they think that they're dumb or take it the wrong way, but for me, I my my thing is that I call it being unfiltered, right? So I basically say whatever I want, you know, whatever is on my mind. I kind of just say it. If uh, if I want to make a joke about what she's wearing or you know how her purse doesn't match her pants, I'll say it because you know I think it's funny and it's part of self amusement, and she'll see me laughing and. It'll just it'll add to the moment, you know what I mean? Um, just being unfiltered with everything that you do, whenever you have something in your mind, you know, just say, and don't be afraid if it's going to be dumb or not. And once you actually start doing this and, and start being more unfiltered, you know, in your daily life and, and with women, you're going to start to become better at it. You're going to start to become, you know, you'll, you'll start to have more clever, more clever lines and you'll you start to have a little bit more fun with it. But, uh, but, yeah, just not caring about what she thinks and being unfiltered
0: don't hold back. Actually, I think that's awesome advice because I do think that a lot of the guys who listen to this, when they approach women, especially women that they find really attractive, they tend to hold back because they worry about the women rejecting them. And, and so it kills conversation because they're, it kills their conversations because they're trying to kind of think of something that's good enough. Let's say that you have a, a, a conversation that doesn't like something that doesn't hit, like you tell a joke, something that doesn't hit. How do you handle this?
1: I don't I I don't even I don't even it doesn't even faze me because if you really look at it, it's, it's really just I I told a joke and she didn't laugh at it. That's all that, that's all that happened. You know you can label it as, Oh, she you know, she rejected the joke or she didn't think it was funny or you you can tell yourself all these stories behind why she didn't laugh, you know, or why it didn't go well. But it doesn't really matter. You know, you just keep plowing through and keep you know, keep talking, keep Keep moving the interaction forward, and and kind of don't don't get put off by anything like that because it really does, in the grand scheme of things it really doesn't matter. And you know, <laughs> I've had plenty of jokes that failed with girls, and I have still had a great time with them. So,
0: yeah, I think I think this is, this is awesome. Uh, this is actually something I've never really talked about, but something that I, I do all the time too. Uh, I guess I'm kind of admitting it on here. Uh, but most of the people around me know that I'm constantly telling jokes and most of the time they're for myself. <laughs> so I don't, I don't really care if anybody thinks they're funny. I have one buddy of mine who tells me, who always says, oh, Chris, Chris and his smart people jokes because I'll make these kind of like offhanded comments or uh, whatever. And uh, I think they're funny and nobody else in the room will get it. And uh, I don't really care. But I, I agree with you. I think that that energy flows through the interaction. And and that's something that I noticed that you do you, you do, do very well. You you're you have this great energy and women pick up on that and it causes them both to be attracted to you and to relax. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's true. That they, they can kinda of tell that it's you know, I'm being authentic. And uh I think that that's a huge thing. You know, when a lot of people tell you like, Oh, be yourself, like that's how you get the girl and it's a lot of that advice is is kind of BS, but but it's also true in a way, but it's in a different kind of way than, than people tell you like like when women tell you to be yourself, they want the unfiltered you you know the you who doesn't hold back for sure not not the polite you who seeks their approval and you know wants to tell the right joke at the right time at the right moment no, they want that unfiltered authentic you so so they definitely pick up on that energy
0: yeah I think that's a hundred percent hundred percent accurate something else I noticed that you do uh, really well that makes people feel comfortable or women feel comfortable is you're really good at touch. Like um, when I was watching some of these videos, you frequently, well, one, you would touch women very quickly in the interactions. Like as soon as you started talking to them, you'd, you'd begin touching them. I uh, like within the first couple of minutes and you would kind of create a context. For example, you would tell her she had big biceps and then she'd look at her arms and then you would touch her arm or she said she had a bump in her head in one video and you said, let me see. And then you touched her head. Do you have, what, what type of, Things you do to try to create uh, those moments where you can initiate physical physical contact, and and how is this kind of part of your strategy when you're you're trying to pick up a girl?
1: I think uh, physical touch is, is is huge when it comes to communication. You know, when you can just have even like the slightest physical touch, maybe you like have a you spin around or you you know touch your biceps in a funny way. It just it builds rapport and it, it builds a connection that you have between each other. So when you're when you're in that conversation at the beginning you definitely want to go for that, you know, that 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 touch right there. And uh so for me a lot of times like, like like maybe I'll notice her bicep and I'll and I'll go like, oh like flex for me. Like I'll say something like that and I'll just go for like the bicep grab and be like, damn girl, you're so much stronger than me or or something like that. <laughs> or I'll just or be like, oh like let me see her spin move and I'll take her hand and just spin her around and be like, girl, like that was terrible. Or I'll just say <laughs> kind of anything like that, but, but, but I don't make the touch a big deal. You know, if you go for like, you go for like an elbow grab, like you you touch your elbow and you're focused on it and you're like weird about it, then it's going to be weird. You know, for but sure. you're just like, Oh, like I'm a, I'm a sexual guy. Like I can, you know, I can touch this girl's hand and spin her around and it's cool. It's not a big deal. But it's not a big deal. And it can push the interaction forward.
0: Ken, yeah, this is great advice. I, I, I noticed that like, like a lot of times guys get freaked out about touching they don't realize what a big deal it isn't. And I mean, it's a big deal in the sense that you have to do it in order to kind of move things sexually. If you're going to kiss a girl and she won't allow you to touch her elbow, uh, well, she's not gonna allow you to kiss her. If you want to kiss a girl and she won't let you touch her elbow, she's not gonna, uh, she's not gonna, not gonna let you kiss her. She's not gonna let you get close enough. And so you build that conversation kind of very quickly and very organically. And, um, I think it's, I think it's great something else you kind of mentioned in, in that last explanation is a little bit on teasing and that's something else that I noticed that you do a lot in the video you're constantly teasing the girls and I guess I could kind of go back to some of some of your humor what what are your strategies for kind of teasing and and how is that how is that kind of part of your part of what you're doing
1: so it, it, a lot of it comes back to to being on filter too because I, I have like a lot of these I'll be talking to a girl and so maybe she'll, she'll tell me about how um, I don't know she she works out at the gym or something like that, and I'll be like i would be like girl please you probably just do like like those little uh, like those little leg exercises the whole time you don't even work out and I, like, I'll just like like i just basically like make an association between what she said and you know something that might be funny about it and just kind of and just kind of make the joke and kind of see where it goes. If that makes sense.
0: It does make sense. How, how do you think, like, getting her to laugh affects the interaction?
1: Oh, it's great. It, it, builds, it builds such a connection. Uh, when, when you're both laughing, it, you become, you know, that much more memorable as opposed to if you, if you go through a girl and you're really serious the whole time, then it can, it's just, it's just kind of weird sometimes, you know. Like, you want to be laughing, having a good time with each other. You, you, like, that's, how you'd be and, and that's how you be memorable. And that's how you're going to hear again.
0: We usually tell people that, like, we remind men that women make the choices on who they're going to date emotionally, right? So at the end, it's going to matter how she feels around you, and that's really, really it. How does she? How does she feel around you? Does she feel attracted? Does she feel comfortable? And uh, if you're teasing her, like if she's if you're teasing a girl and she's not allowing you to tease her, it's not going to progress. But if she's if you're teasing her and she's smiling. Um, and she seems to be having a good time. That's usually a very good sign.
1: Yeah, that, that's a great point. Uh, it's it's really so important. But but you don't want to you don't want to tease and be like in a mean way, you know. Because I think guys sometimes try to tease and they're just mean about it. For sure. Like you want to you want to keep it light hearted, and and even like be like don't be afraid to, to make fun of yourself a little bit too. Like, like obviously don't be like really self deprecating, but don't be afraid to to make a couple like jokes about yourself. You know, it shows that you don't have a huge ego and and it, it can be fun, too. Like I, do that, I do that a lot, too, because I do a lot of dumb things, and I'm not afraid to laugh at myself.
0: It makes you human, right? Like, people can relate to you if, uh, if you're not this, like, person who's trying to be obsessively perfect.
1: Exactly. And, it's, and teasing is even, I know is a little bit off, but teasing is so important in, text, in like, texting, too. So many, so many guys have these bland, boring text conversations. They're like, oh, like, what's up? What, what's up? What are you doing? what are you doing later, blah, blah, blah. If you add a little bit of teasing in there, it makes it so much better. And the girl is so much more excited and she's way more likely to hang out with you than if you just keep it, you know, just keep it bland.
0: Great kind of point to, to kind of explore a little bit. Can you talk about some of the things that you do uh, when you're texting a girl to make it fun?
1: <laughs> sure. So uh, I'll never, I'll pretty much never text a girl and be like, hey, uh, what's up? Like, I'll, I almost never say that. I'll always... I'll always kind of, I'll be having, you know, I'll have something funny go, go about my day, and I'll just text her, like maybe me and her had talked about red velvet cupcakes or something like that. And I'll be at 7 Eleven, and I'll see like a red velvet cupcake, and I'll take a picture of it and be like, girl, like, like this is, like, like I'm going to get this for Christmas for you. Like, I'll say something like that. There's something relevant, something funny, um, and something related to what we talked to, if I if I can. And, you know, it's one of the funniest ones, a really funny test I had, I was, I was texting a girl, I was like, oh, uh, like, yeah, like I, like, I have bad news. Or, or, like, something I need to tell you. Like, she's like, oh, my God, what? Like, oh, like, just went to Taco Bell, and it was out of this world. <laughs> so, like, Taco Bell breakfast, and it was out of this world. And, like, I'm not even into aliens. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, what? you see? Like, it's just, it's just really hilarious, and it adds value to their life instead of kind of, being like
0: the leech guy who's just gonna be like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing?" You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. I do tons of stuff like that. Too. But it's funny. I do a bunch of physical stuff, and uh, and usually with girls, like I'm seen, and they 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 they, they uh, like it's just it's just, they're just funny. Like as an example, I'll be like in public, and uh, this might sound weird to people, but if and girls can't stand it, but it also makes them laugh and and frustrates them and but like i'll be standing with a girl like in uh i'm seeing and i'll act like there's a bug in her hair and then like i'm gonna eat it like a chimpanzee or like i'll do like (laughs) or like the 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 thing that they'll do with you when you're a kid where they'll like flick your nose up or i'm constantly doing tons and tons of physical stuff i made a, a list the other day and i have like 50 things that i do constantly and uh um they work because it makes the interaction fun. It makes you different. I mean the girl that I'm dating now told me, she's like every time when I touch her, she goes, You give me goosebumps. I don't know what you're gonna do next. And it makes the it, it makes the relationship exciting. Uh and it's fun, it makes it fun. Um you one of the things that so again this is this is great advice. One of the things that uh you also do kind of well and quickly when you when you first approach a girl is you get her phone number and set up a time to meet up with her. Can you kind of just walk us through what that process is for you?
1: Yeah. So anytime you're, you're attracted to a girl, you're talking to her, you know, whether it's during the day, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different at night because you, you want to go through a little bit different process. You don't want to just get the number right away. But, uh, you talk, you talk to a girl during the day and like, you obviously want to, like if you if you think she's attractive, you obviously want to see her again, you know, if that first interaction is going well. So, you know, I'll go up and talk to a girl, you know, let her know I think she's cute, you know, let her know I mean, she's attractive. And then once the conversation gets to a high point, I'll be like, all right, like, I got to run, but this is fun. Let me get your number, and we'll get a drink, like, next week or something like that. And I just, I kind of set it up. I'm not like, oh, like, let's get a drink Thursday night at 5. I'm just like, we'll get a drink next week. Like, what's your number? Kind of casual. Like, like, she knows I'm a sexual guy. She knows I'm interested in her. She knows my intent. And, and then I get the number and, and I go about my debt.
0: How do you create intent?
1: It's just about bringing, bring that sexuality as a man. You know, if, if you're interested in a girl, like you, you look at her in that way that only, you know, a sexual man kid can look at her, you know, you, you look into her eyes and and you're just confident and, and, and she knows like, oh, like this guy is not trying to be my friend. Like this guy is like, like this guy, this guy's interested, like he's a sexual guy and i will let her know too It'll be like hey like i think you know i think you're really sexy i had to say something to you and there's just this sexual tension in the air
0: so like you'll verbalize it you'll say it, you'll tell her hey you're sexy or make a sexual kind of comment um it sounds like not nothing too crazy direct but just something to let her know or through you also do it, you also do it through your body language it sounds like
1: yeah and and eye contact is, is a huge part too i think eye contact might even be like the biggest part, because you can, you can go up to a girl and ask her how she's doing, and depending on how, you know, how the eye contact is, it could be conveying, you know, so many other things.
0: Do you have some strategies for eye contact? It's
1: tough to talk about eye contact, but actually, like, showing it, because, you know, you could have guys, like, trying to, like, you know, like give girls a stink eye, trying to, <laughs> yeah. you know, just to be really sexual with it, but, uh, but basically, like, Look at the girl, you know, with, like, like coming from that place of interest, you know, like you, you're really interested in this girl, like you want to get to know more and, and really bring that behind you when you look at, when you look in the eyes and, um, and just bring that intensity behind it.
0: Cool. You, you were talking a little bit about kind of setting up dates. Um, what do you, like, how do you, you, you how do you follow up? How long do you wait to follow up? What do you normally do on a first date? Um, do you confirm before? Like what, what is that? Like how, how do you go about that?
1: Sure. So I, I pretty much always get a drink with the girl on the first date and I try to do it either by her place or by my place. So it it just, it makes it easier.
0: Do you have a preference?
1: Um, it, it honestly, like, like whatever's more convenient at the time, like, I mean, preferably by my place, but if it has to be by her place, that's cool too. Um, but in terms of setting it up, I'll just be like, "Hey, like uh, I'm free," or like, "Hey, like what are you doing? Uh, like like Thursday night, let's get a drink." And I'll just I'll say that, and uh, or, or sometimes I'll also I'll also get two days, like, "Hey, like Tuesday or Thursday, let's get a drink." Like you know, sometimes I'll just like, like put a time, like 7 p.m. or something like that, and and then you know, we'll go back and forth and figure out a good time. Nice. It's very it's right. Yeah, it's just setting
0: up the logistics at that point. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think that's great advice. We we often tell people to do something, well, essentially the same thing. We, you give people an A or B choice, and by doing that, well, one, you start kind of setting up the date when you meet her, right? Like as soon as you start talking to her. I noticed that something else that you did in the video, you like asked her uh, where she goes out or if she's gone out lately, and then you talk about um, if she's going out tonight or. Um, And then you bring up the idea that you guys should all go out. And um, we tell people you start setting up the phone number when you first make that initial connection. You build that a strong connection. Because if a girl isn't following back up with you, it's because she's just not that interested in you. And, uh, And we see guys who come through. Confused all the time. This guy tells me, he's like, Oh, this girl, like, I met this girl, she's really into me. And I look at the text messages, I'm like, She's not into you. Like, uh, she might have given you her phone number, but she's just, you didn't build a connection with her. She's just, right now, she's trying to blow you off. And, um, but we tell them, like, you start off when you when you first interact with a girl, building that connection, and then you bring it into some moment in the future. And even what you were talking about now, like, giving an A B option, do you want to do this day or this day or this time or this time, uh, allows her, allows you to lead the interaction, um, allows you to lead the interaction, but she still doesn't feel like she's being controlled. She still has a choice because in seduction, like you lead the woman, but in the end she has a choice, right? So, um, I think that's a really, really good point. You said you normally go on, you normally go on a drink somewhere near her house, uh, or near your house. Do you have a strategy for kind of moving things intimately? So, So
1: we usually go out, grab drinks, um, just kind of adventure around a little bit, like like maybe maybe go to a couple of different bars. Like hey like uh like let's let's get drinks you know let's get drinks at my place down the street. So they like, okay and then and we we'll kind of just go from there. <laughs> and uh, usually yeah like usually usually they're pretty into it and uh, we have a good time. You know if the if the vibe is there.
0: Is there something that you do in order to try to kiss a girl? Like do you have strategies for that?
1: So I don't really have any strategies for for going for a kiss. I know a lot of guys are worried about going for the kiss at the right time mm-hmm. and uh, and really calibrating that the right way. For me it's it comes once again it comes back to the unfiltered thing where, you know, it's not only being unfiltered with your words, but it's also being unfiltered with your actions too. And if I wanna go for the kiss, you know, with a girl, I'll just go for the kiss and sometimes I'll get denied. But you know, either way, that that girl knows. You know, she knows that intent is there. She knows I'm I'm um, the kind of guy who's gonna go for what I want. And I'm not afraid to go for it. So you know, sometimes I'll go for it, I'll get rejected, and then you know, 10 minutes later, I'll go for it again. If
0: you get rejected, do you say anything, or do you just like act like it's not a big deal?
1: I <laughs> yeah, just kind of act like it's not a big deal. Like, I don't even really doesn't really phase me. Like one of the girls, I'm seeing now she she just like <laughs> the first time I tried to kiss her, she denied me. She denied me like the first three times, and then. You know, then, but it's just because she didn't like PDA, you know, it could be, she could deny you, you know, for any, for any reason and like, there's no reason to not go for it again And, and definitely not to, uh, to feel insulted by it or, you know, feel like you failed or like were rejected. There's no point. This
0: is great. I mean, and I feel like a lot of the reason why that probably works, uh, it works for you is because you are setting it up from the beginning, right? Like from the very beginning of the interaction uh, the way that you look at her, or the way that you're talking to her, you're building sexual tension so that she's aware that it's moving in that direction. It's not a shock. I think like some guys make a mistake of just trying to kind of be a guy, a girl's friend or, or try to uh, supplicate like a woman, um, seek her validation. And then they try to move things intimately without having ever made that. That transition or injected like the sexuality early on in the interaction, and then the women are shocked, right? But um, if you're trying to if you try to kiss a girl and she doesn't want to be in that situation, then she'll leave, right? And so in your case, like where she might, the girl turns away. She doesn't like you. Don't know what the issue is. She doesn't like public affection, whatever uh, public displays of affection. The fact that she hasn't left means it's still on. Exactly, and
1: one thing I want to point out too is. Whenever you, like, if you go for it and she, she turns away or whatever, but she's still there, like, don't apologize for going for the kiss. Cause that's like apologizing for your sexuality as a man. And that just, that, that's the worst thing you can do. Like, don't apologize for being a man.
0: This is dating coach Chris Luna with Craft Charisma. And this is the perfect time to take a quick break to talk to you about something incredibly important. At Craft Charisma, we understand how important it is for you to be great to be great at work, socially, and to have a great dating and sex life. The fact that you're listening to this podcast already means that you're different because you're actively investing in yourself and in your goals. We think that's awesome and we want to talk to you about how Crafts Christmas Live programs can take you to the next level. Every day I get letters from men who started just where you're at now. They were trying to improve with women, wondering whether they could change. Often they question themselves because their look looks age, ethnicity, accent, height, personal history, or something else. But in each case, each man made the investment in himself, took a Craft charisma Live program, and it changed his life. In our live programs, we teach you the foundations of great dating skills by having you drill them until you no longer have to think about them. Then we take you into bars, clubs, and onto the street to teach you how to apply these strategies in live situations on strangers. Our coaches are there every step of the way to assist, demonstrate, give you feedback, and to help you reach your goals. Craft Charisma Live programs are the best dating coaching programs in the world. If you're serious about reaching that next level, we can help you get there fast. If you're interested in learning more, contact us at craftcharisma.com. We look forward to hearing more about your situation and helping you reach your goals. Now back to the podcast. Uh, that's awesome, awesome advice. How how about if, um, okay, so you kiss a girl kind of what's, what's next, I guess.
1: So, so once I kiss a girl, I know that it's kind of, it's kind of on and, you know, like if it's not this night, then it'll be another night. It it, kind of depends on how far I want, like how far we want to take it. Um, but like usually I'll kiss a girl in the middle of a date and just kind of like, like keep, keep going. You know, like I won't really make out with a girl in a public place because I think that's, that can be. That can be weird. They don't want like, just make out a girl at the bar. But, you know, I'll, I'll kiss her for a second, and then, like, all right, let's go to this bar. Like, let's go here. And then, and then it, like, and then from that point, it'll, it'll help me get her back to, like, my place or her place. It'll just, it'll just help forward the interaction.
0: So you'll, when you say, you're saying make out, so you'll kiss a girl, and when you say make out, you mean, like, kissing heavily? Yeah. Okay, and is there any reason you don't want to do it in public?
1: It kind of kills the, the, the sexual tension when you just, make it able to go for five minutes, you know, it just, that, that, that's probably the biggest reason.
0: I noticed that a lot of the videos that you have posted are during the day. Do you go out at night? And if so, kind of, do you have a night strategy?
1: Yeah, man, I actually, I, I love going out at night. I, kinda, I love the craziness of it all. Just being out the nightclubs, you know, jumping around, uh, acting ridiculous. There's something, there's just something about it I just cannot get enough of. And uh, a lot of guys are are pretty intimidated by going out at night. You know, I go to the bar, I see girls, you know, dressed dressed you know, dressed really hot. Oh, no, like this girl is in a, with a group of her friends. Like, how do I go talk to them. What do I do? And for me, the, the way I see it is the whole night is just sort of one interaction, right? So if I'm talking to a girl at the beginning of the night and maybe it doesn't go well, and it, you know that that happens a couple of times throughout the night, you know. But sometimes it does go well. Like I, I kind of ping different girls. The whole the whole thing I see as one interaction. So I kind of build social momentum throughout the night. So when when I go in, a lot a lot of times I go and I ping different groups of girls. Be like, hey, what's up? Say something funny about something they're wearing, or just say something funny about the place that we're in, or kind of a random comment. I'm gonna be like, all right, like I'm gonna go get a drink, and. So after like the first hour and a half that I'm at the bar, I talked to you know most of the girls there. I've kind of I've kind of pinged them, um, and by like by ping I mean just like, talk to them briefly, so they know I'm a social guy, and I'm building all this social momentum, you know, throughout throughout this night up to this point.
0: I mean, I think I know what you're talking about, I'm, and and this is something actually that we teach, and it's something that I do. I tell the guys you should be able to. You should walk in the room and be able to talk to anybody for a, f- a couple of reasons. One, it builds social momentum, like you were saying. Two, other girls are aware of what's happening in their environment, and if it, and if they see they're like, oh, that guy was kind of cute, but I'm like, I'm not ready. My friends are, we're just getting settled in. I'm not sure what else is out here. Then suddenly they see with other girls that builds like some level of of interest. Um, your value is constantly being built in the venue as you come off as kind of like the popular person or whatever. Um, so th- those are all really important elements. Other elements uh, that are very important that we talk about are, you call it pinging, but we call it testing. You're testing the environment. Not every girl is going to be open to going home with somebody tonight or even dating someone new, but there are girls in that environment. And it's only when you begin to test the environment, you, you ping the girls, you see where they're at emotionally, mentally, how they, how they respond to you that you can start to gauge interest. Would, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I think that, that's a great point. Um, you, you can definitely tell how open the girl is and you're like, Oh, that, that girl was cool. Like I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go back and talk to that girl later. And, and you kind of have that, these, these little mental, these little mental tickets like, right, like that, like, like you kind of, you, you get a good sense of the room or the venue.
0: Yeah, I mean that's kind of and everything we usually say. Everything's a test. When you try to talk to a girl, it's a test to see whether or not she's going to talk back. When you uh, tell a joke, you're you're trying to see whether she's going to be receptive and smile. If you touch her, you're trying to see if she's going to be receptive and either touch you back or accept it. If she pulls away or she tenses, tenses up, uh, then it's usually um, a bad sign. Doesn't mean that she won't allow you to touch her at some point in the future, but she's there's something that's happening with her either there's somebody in the environment that she's worried about uh there's something going on with her she doesn't like public displays of uh, affection she doesn't isn't that into you uh she's dealing with other kind of personal kind of issues that makes her less likely to kind of meet a boy in a bar um but you're constantly kind of feeling out that in, in environment and and that's how it sounds like kind of what you're describing.
1: Yeah, and that that that's definitely a great way to put it and um you definitely hit it on the head right there. Uh one of the things one of the other points I was trying to make is too, a lot of times guys so they'll approach they'll eventually approach a girl and it might start going well. Mm-hmm. Right? And they're like, oh like yes, like this is going well, like yes, yes and then it'll start to like maybe something will happen and friends will think, Oh, like we should go to this bar instead and and she might leave or something, and and the guy gets so attached to the outcome of what this girl's going to do. He's so invested in this interaction, right? And that, that's that's not a great way to be. So instead, when you see the whole night as sort of this one interaction, you build off the social momentum that you have with this one girl. You realize like, okay, even if it doesn't, you know, go, you know, 100 percent great with this one girl, I'm going to be able to transfer this momentum to the next girl I talk to. So I could be talking to this girl all night, and then she could leave, you know, with 20 minutes left to go in the bar. But then I'm going to have this, you know, my vibes are going to be going strong. I'm going to have this, so much momentum that I can just go up to another girl after that and just bring, just bring everything that, I, you know, I talked about with that last girl. And just kind of almost start from where I left with the last girl and just go and grab a girl and pull her, um, like, in the last 20 minutes of the bar. Like, I've seen that happen 20 times.
0: Yeah, that's so important because I think a lot of guys try to control the environment and they don't realize that you never can control the environment. All you can do is adjust and adapt to the environment. And like you just can't control. Like if her friends show up, you've been talking to her for an hour and her friends show up and pull her away. Um, there's a good chance that she's not going to ditch her friends for you. Older women, I find, will, will are more likely to do this but younger girls. I remember a specific story. I was out uh, coaching some guys in field in uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we're out and there's these two really cute girls. And I entered the group to kind of wing him a little bit and figure out what's going on, help them out. And uh, at some point, like I move this girl to the bar, uh, the bar with me and then give him some time alone with this, this other girl. And at some point they end up by the bar and they start talking about something. They both get excited and they, and they like run off. And I was like, that was weird. I'm like, these girls are acting like they're 19 and he goes, they are 19. And I was like, how did they get into a bar for a 21 year old bar? But, uh, like I knew, I just knew by the way that they were behaving that there's, that these girls are not, they're not 21 or they don't act like a normal 21 year old would, would act. They were being kind of more clingy to each other. They were more conscious about, uh, what the other one was doing versus like you tend to find women who are a little bit older who've been around, uh, the scene for a while, if they go out to the bar, um, they know what's going on. They know how to get them. So- they 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 have seem to have better judgment about uh, how much they can drink and who they're going home with, and and less self conscious about uh, about what other people think. And um, but I, I think this is these are kind of really good really good points. You can't you can't really control the environment. All you can do is kind of manage yourself and then attempt to lead the girl in the direction that. You want her to go and see if she follows. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, no, for for sure. That, that that's a great way to put it.
0: Uh, I, I want to get into leading in a second, but when you go out, do you have a strategy for kind of where you go out, like the, the location that you pick out? Do you go to the same places? Do you go to different places? Does it not matter?
1: I kind of I go like uh, a lot of times I just go where I think it's going to be the most fun. Cool. You no, know, I like I know in Boston there's certain places where there's going to be. A little bit older women, and then certain places where it's gonna be a little touristy, and certain places gonna be a little college girl. So whatever, you know, wherever I think, whatever atmosphere I think is gonna be the most fun for that night, that's where, um, that's where I'm gonna go. So for me, it's, the night is just, it's, all, it's all about having the most fun possible. Like the girls, like the fun comes first, girls come second. Like that's a huge thing.
0: That's yeah. that's so awesome. Do you have a a strategy for kind of getting your emotions like adjusting your emotions to an environment? Right, so like if you're in a place that maybe is a little bit more kind of mellow, and then you go into some place where like, whatever, like the music's rocking out. Do you have a strategy for kind of how you adjust to these different environments?
1: A lot of times I'll just try to try to adapt to the vibe of the environment. Like if it's you know like a housey, you know fist pump scene, I'll just go and I'll just you know be ridiculous and I'll fist pump and I'll just have a good time with that. If it's more low key, I'll go around and talk to people. I'll just I'll try to like. You know, match that match that vibe a little bit, and still come from that that social that social guy um, perspective.
0: There's a promoter who's a good friend of mine who told me a tip that um, years ago that I really like. He said that he he used to memorize the the like the words of the songs that uh would that were kind of like most popular where he would go out. So that way, anytime that he didn't feel like he was like in the right place emotionally, he would just start singing along, and that brought him. To the whatever the emotional level of the club was.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> I to start doing That's, that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty. It's, I thought was a pretty good tip. Um, how about dress? Do you have any strategies for for how you dress and where you go, or just are you just kind of always do the same?
1: It's pretty easy for a guy to be attractive, right? You really, you just gotta come down to, to working out, um, getting you know, have, like having good grooming, like, getting good haircut, having good facial hair. Or whatever, and and also the way you dress. Uh, so, in terms of dress, like obviously, like never wear baggy clothes. Like like for me, I always wear well fitting jeans. Uh, I usually wear like bow shoes, bow shoes, or dress shoes. Yeah. I wear I wear like a like a well fitting button down. Like I used I used to wear like really baggy clothes, you know, a couple of years or like three or four years ago, and now it's just it's a lot more tight, a lot more, a lot more refined, and it gets a lot better. Um just gets a lot better results, and, and girl, girls seem to seem to like it a lot more. It makes makes my life a little bit easier.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think those are two really good points. Working out and dressing correctly makes such a massive difference, and people want to deny that it's the case, but just in the same way that men are attracted to women's bodies, women are attracted to men's bodies. And uh, so working out, even if you're doing just doing pull-ups and push-ups, you don't have a membership to the gym and jogging here and there, you can get in really good, great shape. I had a friend of mine who was an Amber Crom- Crombie model and like literally he worked out in the summer at a park uh, cause he was broke for a little while and uh, and stayed in great shape doing push-ups, pull-ups and running. And uh, I think that's a really important point. Also what you said about dress, just wearing clothes that fit you. And sometimes guys tell me like, oh, I'm skinny. I'm too skinny. I don't want to wear like, for example, fitted jeans. And I tell them it doesn't really matter. Um, you're better off wearing clothes that fit your body. And, and, uh, I mean, would you agree with that?
1: Oh, definitely, man. Like for, for sure. Uh, but you don't, you don't want to be, if, you, if you're too skinny, you don't want to rock like baggy jeans, but that's just not as a good look. Um, just, just wear what fits, what fits well to your body and just be confident about it. like, like, this is, I'm presenting myself the best way I can. And you know, this is how it's going to go down. I'm cool with it.
0: You said shoes, you're talking a little about shoes. You talk about boat shoes. Um, I know I have a couple of pairs, uh, the things I tell—I always tell clients—don't wear black shoes because a lot of guys will wear. They'll buy black shoes. They're like at JC Penny or whatever some some uh, department store, and they're like, "Oh, it's a pair of black shoes. I can wear them to work. I can wear them uh, when I try to pick up girls. I can wear them to like a formal, like kind of uh semi-formal work function uh, out to the club." And I was like, "That's stupid. Like, uh, you should have." like there's more pairs of shoes than just kind of black, um, Steve Madden's, uh, you should kind of mix it up. And like, I'm, a, I, I wear a lot of boots. I wear boat shoes. Uh, I mean, I wear tons of different types of shoes. Uh, I probably, well, not tons. Like I would say I have about seven or eight different pairs depending on the occasion. Is that, do you have kind of a, a strategy for how you pick your shoes?
1: <laughs> I'm actually like, like I pretty, I keep it pretty simple. Uh, I used to, like uh, some brown Steve Madden's, actually, but really? they got a little bit too beaten up. So, 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 now I have a couple pairs of boat shoes. It's summertime, and uh, I have a, I actually have a pair of black shoes that wear, I wear a little bit too. But if, if I'm going out to like a, like a really nice club, I will rock the black shoes. And if I'm going out to like some more casual, I like the boat shoes. But um, I do like brown shoes too, though. They 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 go, they go well with a lot of stuff. Okay, and they, they have a little bit uniqueness to to your style
0: cool yeah no i'm just like that's one of the pet peeves i've seen my seminars and i look down and i'll have like eight out of ten guys wearing the same black shoes and in a club a club you can't always see the difference it doesn't necessarily matter but um yeah i find that there's so many different ways that you can express yourself through clothing that uh, i try to get guys to kind of move off that um let's see how about how, how about who you go out with does that have do you think that has an effect on you, the way that women interact with you? Um, how important are your friends when you're when you're out? Oh, dude, it's, it's huge.
1: Uh, your friends, you know, the people you're out with, it says a lot about who you are. You know, like you're the average of the five people you spend the most you spend the most time with, and that's that's really. I think uh, I can't remember who said that quote, but it's really a true quote. And and girls are gonna, you know, if, if you're hanging out with, with a couple of scrubs, they're gonna be like, oh, this guy. You know, he seems cool, but his friends are really weird. He must he just something must be off about him. But if you're hanging out with a lot of cool dudes, like, like for me, I'll, I'm making a point to really hang out with, you know, people who are, like, into, like, like guys who are, like, really into business, like, entrepreneurship and really just, like, ambitious, like, focused, like, working somewhere and, like, really trying to, like, improve their life, in, you know, in every area. And I make the point to surround myself with those kind of guys and only go out with those type of guys. You know, those guys who are going to make the night fun, you are not gonna bring me down. They're just gonna make it, you know. They're just gonna add to the vibe, and that that's so huge. It just makes it for so much more of a fun night. You know, when you're in that group of guys and you're jumping up and down, being ridiculous. Every girl in the bar sees you. Like it just made it. It's just a lot more fun. You know, it's, it's so huge. I can't even. I can't even stress that enough. Though.
0: Yeah, I usually tell people if you have somebody who is, is like kind of like killing the the energy, like when you go, killing your energy, killing the vibe when you go out, then like um, you need to kind of try to, I mean, I'm I'm like not totally ruthless. I usually say like you try to bring them along on your journey, but if they're, they're fucking it up, you got to cut them loose. You got to kind of cut the fat and like, um, uh, because it will screw up your night, right? And, uh, and it takes, it's funny, even with coaches, like I've had guys who coach for me who like went through, for example, our live classes and then, became coaches for us and then suddenly they were doing really well when they were kind of finishing up uh, the coaching and then they go out with the clients and they start not doing so well and they don't know what's going on they're like what's wrong like i I can't figure out what's going on like i was doing so well and i was like i always have to tell them because it's happened so many times i have to tell them it's not you it's it's the client's because the clients are like nervous, they, their energy is low because they're like they're kind of struggling. That energy becomes contagious and it affects your interaction. And it's not until you kind of reach this next level to, uh, where you're aware of this and you know how to deal with it that you can kind of work past it. But I'm like, just go out a couple times with your old buddies, or you can go out with me, uh, or go out by yourself, uh, get your mojo back, and then come back, uh, come back to like the next session. You'll feel great, and it always works. You said you talked about, uh, we talked a little bit about leading. How important is leading? How does the guy do it who doesn't know how to lead?
1: Yeah, so so leading is huge, you know, because leading really uh, defines who you are as a man. You know, it's a really masculine thing to do. Um, And I think, like, as a man, it's your job to not be indecisive, it's your your job to be decisive, and it's your responsibility to lead. So, one of the things I always say is, is, when you do, when you just met a girl, you're talking to her. Don't stand in the same place the whole time. Like if you met her at the bar, don't just stay at the bar talking to her for an hour. You know, it's it's gonna start. You know, the the chemistry is gonna start to dwindle, it's gonna fade, and the interaction is gonna get boring. You don't, you want to be you want to be fun, you want to be adventurous, you want to be a little bit unpredictable. You know, so you want to keep it moving. Like hey, like there's fun, song, let's go to the dance floor. You know, take her hand and bring her into the dance floor. like, oh like let's go do karaoke. like let's go you know, like or sometimes I'll just like pick up a girl and just like walk her across the box. I think it's funny. She's like, Oh my god, I can't believe you just did that. And I just think it's hilarious. But but you're you're keeping you're leading and you're keeping the interaction moving forward. And you know, then once you're in that frame of being the leader, then you can be like, Oh, it's like the bar's closed, I'm like, ah, oh, like, let's, let's go get pizza and, and then just move, continue moving your action from there because you already have that, that frame of being the leader.
0: That, that's such a great point. Um, are, there, are Is there anything that you do consistently? I mean, you talked about a bunch of things. You talked about moving her kind of in the bar or moving her around. Is there like specific strategies you use, for example, to move a girl or just kind of like, just kind of go <laughs> for it?
1: I just kind of take her hand and like, all right, let's 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 go over there. That's really, that's really like, it's really simple. It's, that's where it all really comes down to. Just move her to a different place in the bar. It's it's not it's not rocket science, you know. But a lot of guys are afraid to do it. They're afraid she's gonna say no. But you just own it, you know, and just and just do it and, and have fun with it. You know, if she says no, I want to stay here, then then you go from there. But it's, either way, it's not a big deal.
0: That's absolutely awesome advice. Uh, something else that you did recently, you wrote an article recently that uh, I kind of liked. Was you talked about how dating is a gateway for success and other aspects. Of your life, can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so it really so so I call it like the gateway drug to your success in life. Like that that was uh, the focus of the article, and it really it came it came back to when I first started get into like this whole this whole pickup scene. I was going out in Boston and uh, I met up with a bunch of like random dudes probably like there was probably like twenty of us and we all went out in Boston and it was it was kind of weird to me at first this, this whole like dynamic, but I ended up becoming really good friends with with like seven or eight of those guys, and we all kind of we we all start to get better and better with with girls and just become more authentic and and more successful in that area of our lives. We kind of like we're, we're progressing together, and we all start to realize like wait like if we can like control this part of our lives, then why not every other area too? And like like why do I have to work this this nine to five job you know if I don't want to do that? It's just because it seems incongruent when, when you can control, you know, the kind of girls you want in your life. How can you just go and like take orders from a boss that, that you don't want to at a job that you don't want to be in? It just doesn't make sense. Just it just doesn't 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 register, you know. Uh, and so we would start to be like, oh, like how can we do? You know, how can we get out of this? And and we all started to just get in, into entrepreneurship and 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 learn different business skills and. Eventually, uh, a lot of us like quit our job, like our conventional jobs, and we're we're running businesses like across the world. And and these are guys who I still talk to. We have like a little man. We call it, like a little mastermind group, and uh, it's like seven of us. And we just you know every week we talk about how to better our businesses and and how to just improve our lives and really kill it you know in our twenties and beyond. Um, it, but it, it all started from from just that from that ambition to get better with girls because at the at its very you know basis like that was trying to improve your life in a certain way and once you once you get into that habit it just starts to it starts to just seep over to every other area of your life and you know this does it's not true for all guys you know but it's you know for some guys it can really you know i know a lot of guys who's really been sort of a gateway too and if it wasn't for that you know they'd be they'd still be in like their old boring lives and and a lot more successful because because you know they get into this
0: I think you're absolutely right. Oftentimes we'll say in our classes that, um, or w- one of the things that we see in our classes is that guys who like, kind of get really good with women, oftentimes that frees up a lot of kind of mental and emotional real estate in the brain. And suddenly they can focus on all the other things that they wanted to do, right? Instead of thinking about sex, they're having sex. <laughs> Instead of like thinking about how they want to date uh, more attractive women, they're dating the type of women that they want. And so they start focusing once they're content with that aspect of their life, uh, or at least like semi content, they feel comfortable with it, then they can suddenly like focus on these other projects and guys who've gone through our classes, like shortly after going through kind of live coaching have uh, taken, like started their own businesses, they've quit their jobs, like I've had more guys who've taken my classes from Goldman Sachs than any other company, and only one of them still works there. (laughs) <laughs> and, and i and i would say other guys like all of them that have done like well but he's the one one the one who struggled the most everybody else left like they all started their own companies and um or they started their own social ventures or to start doing non work but they started taking more risks in their life and so i think that that's that, that that's a very good point that um, once you feel comfortable a man feels comfortable in this aspect of his life that it's easier to take on kind of other challenges and it opens up their brain to sort of what's possible and it's just so incredibly important and liberating um i know when i first started getting good at this stuff like i felt like i was king of the world for a while <laughs> and uh it did it, it caused me to take kind of to take more more risks and meet more people right you mean like as you describe you make like great friends like your old friends and some of your old friends uh some of these some of when someone goes through this process, oftentimes their old, old friends won't understand, and some of those people will stay in their life. Some of them they'll outgrow, right? Because that that old friend, their old friends, like were used to them being like the beta male or like kind of uh, being being passive or like a walking over them, and suddenly you have this guy who's like confident, comfortable with himself, uh, comfortable with like where he is in his life, and uh, asserting himself, and the other guys can't can't handle it. So you have to kind of continue to grow, but. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy, it's crazy man. It's just,
1: I know it, it sounds like the same for you, but just just being in this, you know, in this atmosphere, you know, like into into this, has really opened so many doors to me. And I've just been on so many crazy adventures in the past in the past few years because of it. And just things that I never would have been able to do if you know I kept with the conventional path and I and I kept you know I stayed the way that I that I was, you know, that I was going. So
0: this has been. Absolutely incredible. Hopefully, we can get you to come back at some point and talk about kind of these adventures. Um, I, I need to wrap this up because we're just kind of short on time. But thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. It's been a pleasure. And if you're listening, you want to learn more about Dave, his products, his coaching programs, kind of what he's doing. We're going to post some links on Craft Charisma's website and within the description of this podcast so that you can learn about him a little bit more easily. So thanks again. Yeah, Ted, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Hi, it's know with Craft Charisma. Absolutely another awesome podcast with another incredible guest. If you haven't followed us yet, make sure that you follow us on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, whatever it is that uh, you're using to listen to this podcast. If there's a guest that you want on here, reach out to me. Make sure that uh, that I know. Uh, I'll get them on the show. Uh, I'll beg them, yell, scream, stand outside their house, whatever. I'll, I'll get them on the show for you guys. Uh, but make sure you let me know who those people are. You can reach out to me through Twitter, uh, Twitter forward slash craft charisma, Facebook, Facebook forward slash craft charisma, or you can email me Chris at chrisatcraftchrisma.com and I will do everything I can to make sure that happens. Again, we want to continue to improve this podcast so that we can help you reach your goals. So Uh, Bye for now, and you'll hear from me again soon.